0: Another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff.
1: Venomous Vinny. Hot toddy.
0: Good to be with you, friends. And we have just finished up a huge Mexican meal here in Musty, <laughs> Indiana. And so uh, we're, we're just a little full and groggy, and we're going to try and soldier through this one. This
2: is dedication.
0: <laughs> Professor had one called the Burrito Boom.
2: And it laid it on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the size of a... Easily the upper half of a mule's leg. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm hurting.
0: Hard times, but it's a special day. I'll tell it's... you what I'm
2: not, a hungry monkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a special day and a special episode, because today is April Fool's Day. Get
2: it? Get it?
1: Get it? <laughs> get that. get, get that it? Get
0: uh, it? If, if you've been a listener of the I show for it. a long time, you know that... Uh, We've done a variety of things on April Fool's Day. Uh, one, uh, two, or three times. We uh, at
2: least two torture years. Forced yeah. ourselves to watch garbage. We just yeah, forced we ourselves.
0: We picked the worst movies and, and acted like we loved them, and um, and then got real about them. And then the, we covered some April Fool's Day movies last year, didn't we? Like yes. April Fool's Day and the remake. The remake. And, uh, Slaughter April High Fool's Day. <laughs> and April Fool's Day and Slaughter High originally named April Fool's Day. Yes. Uh, so this year, uh, th- we're going to let Venomous Vinny explain it to you uh, into why it's April Fool's Day.
1: Well, uh, we're trying things out to see what we wanted to do for our April this time. If We want to put ourselves through awful shit again that we thought would be hilarious gag to play on you guys. But instead, we're the ones who had to watch them and- played ourselves. So, played with a couple things, and we decided on April Fools, where all the movies chosen have an ape in it, that's the common denominator, except in the case of Hot Toddy, who I chose, decided to pay I an extra April Fools by picking a monkey movie instead of an ape. I chose a... Monkey Shines.
2: <laughs> monkey Business. <laughs> so
1: that's raccoon. how we came to it. Then we each chose a, a horror movie, that, or a horror-adjacent movie. That had apes in it. That was the idea, anyway. <laughs> and
2: uh, we we each watched them. They all look alike. This is uh, something you're particularly fond about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm
1: I'm I I fancy myself an amateur primatologist. Like I, I love the great apes. Yeah. Uh, big thing of my like fundraising for and all page. that kind of thing. So yeah. So. I'm not, I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to having some
2: fun. Yeah, with I was going to say, I think it's important to mention that it's something that we had been wanting to do, but it was kind of a really broad topic that was going to involve yes. watching a lot of movies. Yes. This was a controlled, yes. more fun way to, to yes, kind of was. break in on it.
0: Yep. Venomous Vinny is an amateur primatologist.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Grizzly Abner, and I chose the film. Congo!
2: Professor? I'm Professor Wagstaff, and I picked the monster and the girl.
1: Venomous Minnie here. I chose Link. And I chose Shakma.
2: Who are you?
3: I'm Hot Toddy. <laughs> Just I kidding. wanted a purple duck, and so I chose a purple duck movie. Hot Toddy
0: for this monkey movie? Now I, I thought it was called The Woman and the Monster.
2: The Monster and the Girl. The Monster and the Girl. <laughs> I've, I've Did got you watch a, the wrong movie? I've got it labeled under Woman <laughs> and the
3: Monster.
0: Okay, so The Monster and the Girl. Yep.
2: You have say The One-Eyed
3: Monster?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, that being said, we're going to jump off with Professor's Pick, The Monster it's and the Girl.
2: Chronological order. Uh, 1941, The Monster and the Girl. Uh, this had Ellen Drew, Robert Page, Paul Lucas, Onslow Stevens, and George Zuko. The last two are some semi-familiar faces from Universal Horror Movies. Uh, basically, our premise for this is we have Susan, who is a woman tricked into prostitution by a group of gangsters, and her brother, well, uh, who, there. Who, no, who, much like my dad, is a postal carrier from the Midwest, uh, comes up to try and uh, come to her rescue, and is instead set up in a murder. <laughs> Not the most fun. Uh, so the gangsters frame him. Uh, he is given the deaf death penalty for this and is executed just before that takes place. uh, Scientist George Zuko asks Terry if he can save his brain after that. Um, Which he does. He gets his brain put into you guessed it Big Badass Ape. and uh, (laughs) He's out for retribution uh, for all of the gangsters one by one who are responsible for his demise and his sister.
0: Well I gotta tell you I think Scarface took a lot from this movie <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this was an interesting watch. I'll put it that way, um, and about thirty, forty minutes in, I had to make sure I was watching the right movie because nothing had happened yet uh, along these lines. you know I was like, Where's that damn monkey at? you know, so um, this was my first viewing,
2: yeah
3: uh this is my first viewing um i guess honestly i'm not really familiar with this movie at all in fact i kept looking up the wrong title um (laughs) so help when i found the right one
2: what's difficult for that era too there are like segments that have like 10 different titles that are similar Mm -hmm. like you know the man they hung twice the man they hung nine times the man they could not hang the
3: man who was hung
2: yep that too Released in Times Square. Uh, so, thoughts on your initial viewing?
3: Uh, this is probably going to be rare for me, but I, I like classic films. I just, I didn't, I couldn't get into the movie. I watched it all. Um, I don't know what it was, because it wasn't that long of a watch, because it was a little over an hour.
1: Um, I'm waiting on him to say April Fool's. I liked it. <laughs> I felt like something was missing. No, no, pretty, no pretty monkey straightforward fools here. for here.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Vinny.
1: Uh, this first time I'd seen it. had never heard of it before. Uh, I watched it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit, actually. And I really liked the fact it was only about an hour long.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and with that, um, if you've watched a lot of vintage horror, you have seen uh, countless times where there's an ape and it is abysmal. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one stood out. Uh, when we were deciding on the topic, just because it had a good looking ape in it, and it was a a quick watch
0: um, it's only like an hour ten and yeah yeah and
2: it's so really it's short. what's interesting about it is um Paramount made this which they didn't do a lot of horror back then, and they kind of combined elements that were very popular at the time so you have a gangster movie, it's kind of noorish, you have the mad scientist, you have the killer ape, so it has a lot of elements being pushed together into a film that's still relatively
1: short. The opening slick. scene is very uh, pulpy
2: and noir. Like, yeah,
1: as the movie opens, I think. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like,
2: okay, I can get into this. Right. Well, and so there's not really much to, to go through in terms of way of web, the plot. It's, it's kind of uh, the setup I described and then exactly what you'd expect. Uh, we get to the end where um, Terry, slash now Ape, uh, has tracked down the, ga- the gangsters and is killed as he kills the final gangster, keeping his sister safe. Um, so not the happiest ending for its time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this isn't a movie I'm passionate about, but I think that it's a gem of 40s horror. There was a lot of crappy horror movies in the 1940s. Um, I think a lot of creative stuff came out of the 30s, and then it started to become a little bit recycled and you got into Poverty Row and PRC pictures and stuff that just wasn't very good. This had a decent cast. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a little bit more grim than films of that era. Um, so yeah, I think it's got a, a lot of merit in that way, especially this isn't something I would recommend to somebody who like, for instance, just got interested in horror. This is a deep cut, but if you're interested mm-hmm. in, um, you know, older horror. You dig dig around in it. This is one that should be checked out down the line.
0: Right on. I didn't have many notes on this film. Uh, I like that the dog recognizes him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy
2: that part of it.
0: And that the dog was credited as Skip the Dog. Yeah. Uh, and and thank you for coming to my TED talk.
2: <laughs> I like um, that. This basically was a B-picture, but it's never treated like it. Hmm. All of all of the pieces in it are – like, if Vinny, you've watched a, a good amount of older horror. Uh-huh. So I know that you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you guys do too. There was just so many bad movies from the 40s. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that it's paramount, but it's still – this is clearly a B-picture for them. They absolutely made the most of this with who they put in it and direction and I I don't.
3: I don't think it felt generic or anything in any way. Just honestly, I guess I did. I really. I, I knew nothing about the picture. Um, I feel like maybe if I watch it again later, it's something that I might. Oh yeah, because I mean... it was definitely as I was watching it, I really had no idea where it was. Like obviously, I knew that. Like they were. It was dying. I figured out the things pretty early on, but yeah. at the same time, uh, going into it, I had no idea
2: what the movie was about or anything. Yeah, it's not a particularly great movie, but I picked it solely for the ape, which looks infinitely better than most Yeah, that. Yeah, that, that
1: was my first surprise for an ape suit that looked that good from, what, 41? Mm-hmm. That was pretty incredible to me. Another thing that stuck out to me is most people who acted in an ape suit during those eras, or for decades, really. Because a lot of times, those jobs were awarded to a guy who had an ape suit, and he hired himself out. Yeah. Um, mo- most actors... <laughs> Here comes
0: ape suit Terry. He <laughs> guess yep. He's going to want to pick his role up. Most of them, the most name, of them are <laughs>
1: mostly bipedal when they play a gorilla. Oh. I was very surprised that this one, they they played it as a quadruped. From yeah. a lot of the time. The movements are great. Yes, yes. They got an actor who didn't do just a generic impression of a gorilla. Do, do,
3: they, do you know actually why moved he didn't win like the Oscar, though?
2: You can't go full eight. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say this. Uh, my only real complaint with it, and I think it would be remembered more uh, frequently and fondly by people, is if we trimmed down getting uh, to the second half with The Retribution and shaved off some of the earlier time and made the retribution a little bit more satisfying it's Truth. kind of it's kind of brief for the big finale uh, although there's a poignancy to him you know obviously dying to save the sister it still is kind of abrupt for yeah. after waiting that long so but yeah just a, a deep cut that was good for ape rule fools
0: and yeah, I, I do like uh, the way they built up the relationship with he and his sister yeah. you know back in their hometown
2: Prostitution uh, ring in the 40s.
0: Man, scandalous. That's,
2: that's pretty bold.
0: For yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, so,
2: right on. Good good times. Good times.
0: Good times.
3: So, moving on, Link, 1986, uh, starring Elizabeth Shue, Terrence Stamp, and directed by Richard
1: Franklin. All right. I picked this one. I really, I just did a Google search when we decided that we were going to do this episode, and so I typed in apes, horror movies.
2: That ain't what you typed in. <laughs> you typed in orangutan with dyed hair <laughs> in a movie.
1: So uh, <laughs> a few things came up, and then I saw this one from the 80s. I saw it had Elizabeth Shue in it. I saw it had Terrence Stamp in it, and I was like, why not? I mean, you know, It's worth checking out. So I picked that one, and... Are we doing? A, should I just do a synopsis here, or are we just doing why I picked it? Well, we how we,
2: well, it's just why you picked it, and then and that's it, and that's why I
1: picked it. It's just a it was Google search chance. Cool. So I I've heard of this
3: movie, but didn't know much about it. Never seen it until watching this. I'm a little sad that I never watched it early on. It's it's really weird what takes off and what doesn't in movies. because um, I feel like the acting is good and it's known actors. Um, at one point I was waiting for her to uh take the kids into the big city for ice cream and uh, to pick up a friend, Brenda. But it uh, never happened.
0: I <laughs> knew Chris? I uh, had never heard of this movie, so this was obviously a first-time viewing for me. Um, I've got some interesting things to say about it later down the line. Um,
2: this selection completely blew my mind because I watched this... Back relatively close to when it came out. Oh, wow. And never thought about it again. Like, it just, as I grew up, I'd yeah. forgotten about it. And even when it started, I didn't remember a thing about it with her until they showed The Pathway to the Ocean. Uh huh. And I remembered all of it after that. It's just crazy. It, was, it doesn't happen often. I had completely forgotten about a movie. I mean, 100%. I was like, holy shit, I remember this. <laughs>
3: I feel like this is a movie that's never really talked about or anything. So mm. no, I, like, I, like
2: horror wise, or like even like in her career. Or... And ironically, after we decided we were going to cover it, it was announced that it's coming out on Blu-ray after being dormant for. Uh, the director
1: also directed Blue Lagoon.
2: Yeah, and uh, was it Psycho Two, Road Games, Cloak and Dagger? Pretty crazy.
1: They had the ape trainer on this was Ray Berwick. And he trained over 300 birds for Hitchcock's, the birds. So that's, that's awesome. interesting. Do we want to go into a brief synopsis give of this the, movie? Give us the synopsis. All right, fill in the blanks if you feel like I'm not uh, clear enough. So you have a young college girl. There's a professor who is basically doing a a uh, an ape behavior study. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she approaches him about becoming an intern. He has, like, a country home where he's carrying out his research, and he has, what is it, two chimpanzees? or three chimpanzees. They're all chimpanzees. Yeah. The reason I stumble, you'll find out in a minute. <laughs> so anyway, uh, long story short, this, these, the ape is more than intelligent, more, more intelligent than most. Becomes jealous because it knows that it's getting ready to get put down. It overhears the the doctor on the phone, this chimp, overhears the conversation, knows it's getting ready to be put down, and so instead kills the owner and then plots and schemes through the rest of the movie against Elizabeth Shue's character. Is that fair?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You, look, you don't piss off a 45-year-old butler. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the, this this chimp is, is, is the butler of this guy's house, complete in coattails and everything. And the reason we stumble, I stumble here when I say that, is because this chimpanzee is actually played by an orangutan that they darkened his fur yeah. and put fake ears on his head.
2: It's so bizarre. It is bizarre. Even somebody who's not that interested in those animals looks at it and goes, well, that's an orangutan. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, as, and I assume that the choice was made because any chimpanzee of that size is past handling age. They've been retired uh, retired before that because they're too big, too strong willed, and too strong. Period.
2: The no director needs his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get it. So an
1: orangutan uh, can be used in entertainment for longer because they're not as aggressive as a chimpanzee. He reminded me of like
0: your your sad uncle that always is putting Grecian formula and his, his hair that's turning gray. That's what he looked like. With the same face and everything.
3: Uh, so I, I did uh, I did really enjoy this movie and I watched it with my dad. My dad is totally from the like uh, you can tell that like he's, he was brought up on Three Stooges so anytime like even when they were killing people anytime they were on screen he would just chuckle. Because it's like it's an, You know, it's a chimpanzee and it's an ape, whatever. Every time he was doing stuff, especially when he was in suits suit, my dad would just chuckle at it. Hell, I was laughing so hard
2: I broke furniture. It's just...
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I think it's uh, something talking. that disturbed me a little is from the opening scene. You don't see what is out there, but you see something chasing a cat. And I'm like, man, you don't have to kill the damn cat. I'm like, I'm okay with killing people.
0: That was so. from
2: the ALF pilot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just I I just chuckled so much that he was his chimp butler, like his little
3: <laughs> oh yeah, his
0: little chimp well, slave. Who
1: hasn't had
3: one? Can I bring up though, a scene where uh, I was very disturbed? Uh, Is uh, Elizabeth Shue's trying to take a bath? Oh, yeah. i threw my nuts. And uh, Link, and in gets you pretty- try being
2: a butler for forty five years and have her walk in. Yeah, Link
1: walks in, totally like Clarence <laughs> Thomas, like just walks in. The- I put like Turner. <laughs>
2: He's like,
0: you're going to leave that door open. <laughs> she
1: tries to close his hand on it, and he's just like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I. How about that scene where she's running, that dog is trying to attack her? Oh, and Ape <laughs> that, that picks up that dog and just slams it. Yeah, I was like, whoo, oh, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh, it shit. was fake enough that you weren't bothered by it, you know what I mean? But still, it had its effect. Yeah, you, you guys had notes here. I'm i running low. All right. Well, long story short, my final opinion of the movie. I'd never seen it. I liked it well enough. I'll probably not watch it again. I was entertained by it. It's definitely not an Academy Award winner. You definitely
0: already pre-ordered the blu <laughs>
1: No sir. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that was that was that's
3: my thought. On I this enjoyed it enough that I'll definitely watch it again. Uh, should, should we go into like the ending of the film or? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think something we didn't touch on was that she goes to the door and, and he tells her to go away. And then you find out later it's a tape recording that, that the ape was playing and she realizes it and realizes that, uh, you know, that he's dead. And then also a guy uh, that was supposed to buy one of the apes shows up and she finds his van down by the river. <laughs> uh, so she starts putting two and two together that the ape is a, is a killer.
1: And there are some cool scenes with the ape where it's like, you really, you start to think about, it, it's like, man, if one of these things were pissed off, i that have you.
2: Yeah. Rip your face and off. Like, and
1: tearing, tearing the doors off, like, pieces off of cars, like, well, then no, I could probably do that. My has to be his butt, like, oh, Yeah. You find, find the, uh, the you she some finds the dead Sir.
3: Yes. And then, you know, he tries to put the other
1: ape in a well to drown
2: it. Mean little bastard.
1: Oh, man. Typical. Typical stuff from your ape butler. Yeah, you know. uh
0: But I went ahead and put, you know, in the end they were able to outthink him because he's just a dumb monkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was less dumb than the average. Yeah, <laughs> so do
2: we want to say how they they get him at the very end? Please, yeah, why not? But the, they flip the gas on and mm. basically tell him that only humans know about fire, and then get down under there so that he'll light the match. To, you know, yeah, he's, he's like,
0: to, I'll show you. What
2: I say, uh. Proud monkey. And, uh, the
0: proudest monkey.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, but yeah, strikes the match, obviously. Blowing everything to hell as Elizabeth Shue and her her, her savior go running out down the tunnel towards Would the like ocean. you to touch my monkey? <laughs> touch him, <and> love him. <laughs> That's your ending. There it is. Glad we could link that together. <laughs> Boy.
0: Boy. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, deep cut. I'd only recommend the hardest to. Oh yeah, oh fan.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a deep, deep cut.
3: So uh, I would say, like, if if maybe you want to see some some side slash front boobage of uh, Elizabeth Shue, that's true. It's probably a stand-in.
2: <laughs> it's also a little bit happier than leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, a oh, little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. The. It, I think Un this poquito. this film stumbles in the second act. It, it has a nice, interesting setup. Yeah, and then. I think that they really missed an opportunity by doing all this stuff off screen and then revealing it all at once Um, on a remote setting like that with such a small cast, it doesn't really work as effectively as if there'd been a bunch of them.
0: And to be perfectly honest, because I I wasn't playing on my phone the whole time, but like, you know, look down at your phone to check something and look up. You miss a lot of those little things because they did so much off camera. Right. That like, by the time I got to the, I was like, what? He was dead?
2: yeah and where <laughs> but, i mean overall it, it wasn't a bad movie i also think it was pretty impressive they had jerry goldsmith one of the best composers ever make a score for this yeah um some of the camera work was really cool especially with the stalking stuff at the beginning so i mean there's definitely some interesting things in there
3: but it, yeah it was not a poorly made
2: film yeah it was a decent film but it, it could have been a lot better
3: so then the the very ending when they find that the uh, other the other ape is still alive and then uh, she's like, oh, he's harmless. And then he, he drives off and you see a whole field of sheep that's just been killed. Yeah.
2: like to move there. Yeah. That's a good one. Good
3: times. Yep. What's next? So rolling <laughs> on, uh, my pick, Shakma 1990, uh, starring Christopher Atkins, Amanda Wiss, Weiss, Weiss. Weiss Janet Weiss, uh, Roddy McDowell, and... Typhoon, the, the chimp, who also uh, starred in The Fly, with David Cronenberg. That
1: ain't no chimp, that's a
3: baboon. Whatever the fuck it is. Okay, they, all... <laughs> they all look alike. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, speaking of Blue Lagoon, Christopher Atkins. Last time I saw him, he was beaten off in a rock. Cool. Uh, uh, I, I saw this one, um, I don't know, for some reason we, we were doing this episode, Again, I remember when I worked the video store early 90s, this came out. Um, I had never heard of this movie till it came on video. Um, I remember really enjoying it then. Not something that holds up well now. Um, and I tried looking it up, and I seen that it had box office numbers and stuff. I always was under the impression this was a made-for-TV movie, but... Um, I'm not sure if I'm wrong or, or right, but either way, it's a... Uh, Kind of think it's an okay movie. It, I don't remember it being as good as when I first watched it.
2: Yeah, I'd heard chatter from people in various movie groups that really seemed to like this, and uh, didn't land there with me. I mean, it it wasn't horrible. I wasn't upset watching it. It was just kind of kind of left me indifferent. This was a first time watch for me with this.
0: It was my first time as well. I'd never heard of it. Um, I thought the setup was good.
2: Yeah. There's some uh, cool concepts in it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And this is, uh, sorry, I'm probably gonna steal all of your thunders, but I mean, this is a slasher movie with yeah. a monkey. Um, so it was, it was serviceable. I mean, it right. was it was entertaining, but yeah, it's not something I'm like, man, you gotta watch Shockma.
2: The thing that drove me nuts was the music. Like it was distractingly bad. Yeah. All through, the, I mean, like it never let up. Just always there.
1: I had never seen it. I had seen the cover at the video store. I distinctly remember that, but I'd never seen it. Uh, very much like you said, it is—it's a slasher with a baboon in place of the slasher. I thought they had me at Roddy McDowell. Oh yeah! Like as soon as I saw Roddy McDowell, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right, I'm in. I'm in." Um, I'm not mad at it. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it it lent a certain bit of credibility for me, fear wise, and because baboons terrify me,
4: mm-hmm. they
1: terrify me, and just the quick jerky motions, like oh man, so that that upped the ante a little bit for me as I watched it. Yeah, they got some mean ass looking little faces was, too. Yeah, like, them fangs, son. It's a Scary. it's
3: kind of a brutal movie, and it's it's definitely I remember it differently than like I remember certain people surviving that didn't. Um, so maybe that was just me, but mm-hmm. uh, quick uh, rundown of the movie. Um, so it's a uh, kind of like a, I'm not sure what I would classify it as. It's not ex- exactly a hospital. I guess like a laboratory. It's like a medical school. Yeah, medical yeah school. so medical school. Um, I'm taking it's like maybe a weekend or something, and they kind of play like this, uh, this game that they have going, and um,
1: it's like it's it's larping. LARPing. Yeah, they're larping.
0: Yeah, so they're playing like a, yeah, they're like a LARPing D and D live action role playing. If you don't know, yeah, um, <laughs> for those of you who, who aren't
3: nerds, glad you clarified that. Yeah, example. so it's
0: like a it's like a live action role play meets D and D meets computer game that uh, the professor Roddy McDowell has put together. Um,
3: so that's that's uh, that, that's kind of the setup, and then on the other side of it is uh, they've been doing expert experiment. Mentation, I can't speak. Shut
4: up. With talking. Uh,
3: our lead monkey, Uh, uh he, ends up, so he ends nice. up kind of going crazy, and they have to put the monkey down. Uh, spoiler alert. Or do they? The uh, monkey survives, and he's crazier than ever, and uh, he's going full ape on everybody, and uh, pretty much killing anybody that gets uh, gets in his path.
2: Yeah, which is not good for after hours larping.
3: <laughs> this is not
0: a conducive environment. <laughs> yeah. It's not.
2: How yeah. how creepy
1: was the uh, computer nerd oh, in man. this movie? Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> that guy made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Little bit. Little. Bit. I felt like the acting was over the top like this movie strangely because I think they could have got I don't does anybody else feel like they didn't take themselves a hundred percent seriously
0: like the ones acting yeah yeah
1: I legit like honestly this felt like a TV movie
0: yeah
1: because it, it feels like, like there's this is USA up all night. it feels like there's too much it's too light-hearted too jokey in spots whereas I don't think that it's dark enough that it needs to have that to balance it out I right. think they could have went, went with a more serious tone than they ended up doing, and it would have been better for it
3: i think I think the idea of it in place that, that like if money was put in it, this could actually be a cool remake to do because um, again, like not all the characters were lucky like I think one right. of the the scenes and like I said it surprised me because I remember it differently was when um Amanda wiss is uh in the bathroom and like a moron comes out and then he he comes in and kills her. Like I remember her getting away for some reason. Um, I'm telling you the footage of that baboon is terrifying to me.
2: Yeah, and what? I did
3: I did read somewhere that they because uh, like the scenes with the doors and stuff was pretty uh pretty frightening where he's just beating down the door. But I, I read yeah. somewhere that like they put a female ape behind the door so he's
1: monkey. Hey monkey, <laughs> you know what?
3: Who <laughs> <laughs> no, cares? No only
1: you know scientific.
3: You know,
1: people want <laughs> to be educated about timelines.
3: gives. It?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell
0: you, so whenever he wasn't like in hot pursuit, and he was like, so this is the funny thing. So I think baboons are terrifying, except when they're running on their hind legs. Uh, the, that that row of fur that's around their neck—it just is very comedic to me because they just look like a monkey wearing a fur coat. He's <laughs> gonna say like
2: oh, a little fancy monkey. Yeah,
0: he, he's <laughs> like he's like I have my mink stole, yeah. and he's just like running around on his hind legs. But it's, then ah, he's I'm gonna shock my. Yeah, but then he bears his teeth, and I'm like, "Oh God, okay, you're not funny anymore." You're
1: yeah, because I remember hearing, like, on the set of The Fly, they were like, when they brought that in there until the actor's like, "All right, so don't make eye contact with it because they find that to be a threatening
2: gesture." It's like when your first day <laughs> like, at, at lunch in prison. Yeah, <laughs> him over there, do not look him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a creepy little bastard. Uh, the idea of a remake, this one, actually, I agree. Be cool for a remake, and in a rare uh, endorsement for me for found footage, get some cams on people mm. and show that that little bastard just coming at you in the raging at and stuff. you. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool because
0: they they're so fast.
2: Raging against the machine.
0: I think that if you just take and put Wee Man in a <laughs> baboon costume, <laughs> oh no, call oh, it man. Shock My Origins. <laughs> you gotta. You've got a hit on your hands.
2: I got, I, I got nothing. I get, we owe it to
1: our fans to make that movie now. We're going to start crowdsourcing.
2: You know, Shock I chatted with We Man at an In-N-Out Burger and in Elsa Gundo. Wish right. I would have brought this up.
1: Yeah, you missed your opportunity. Yeah, you
0: could have You could have hit big for us, bud. But... Uh, but I'm glad you chose to ignore Leprechaun origins when you ran into him. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: that wasn't yeah. wee man. <laughs> <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> That's right.
3: It was Hornswoggle. It's like <laughs> <laughs> no. you're picking at me for like not knowing the difference between an ape and a monkey. So and this you basically, two, two people so
2: the, what this has uh, turned into is let's see. How many times we can offend Wee Man (laughs) in 60 seconds.
1: I like Wee Man. He's a cop here in Muncie. Yeah. My oldest had his picture taken with him when he was a kid. It's not my fault that Grizz is ignorant.
0: Shout out to Wee Man, my bad dog. (laughs) You ignorant. I don't know.
2: We are off the rails. Monkeying around. What have I done?
0: Just what have I done?
2: So do you want to talk about how we fooled another dumbass monkey at the end of this one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. But uh, later. Yeah,
0: got him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
2: shit. Uh, this is the
1: most incoherent episode that we have ever done. April Fools. <laughs> uh, so they pull the old the old mirror
0: trick yeah, got on, you. The, on this monkey. Um, and they they trick him into jumping into a uh, crematorium, I believe. Yeah. yeah, It's like,
2: welcome, buddy. Light him up. up. Yeah. Our uh, what final surviving young young person gets the reflection there in the mirror so that it's jumping at him. Yep. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> Got Pretty he. good.
0: I just I want to take this opportunity to say I'm sorry to Wee Man again <laughs> for confusing him and <laughs> <in> Hornswoggle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know how that made it worse <laughs> saying it actually articulating all that.
1: I <laughs> also our last episode, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Glad you've been along. We for just lost all, all
0: of our subscribers. Um. All right. So, anything more to say on Shockma, Shockma, Shockma?
2: Uh, I would watch Shockma. Like, it had been a curiosity for me. Yeah. Glad I watched it. Probably never watch it again. Yeah. Though.
3: Better than playing the apes. Boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this it's right here. It's better than
2: Playmate of the Apes.
1: Oh, well. I'll tell you this. Shockma
0: was my second favorite movie for this
1: episode. I don't know that that's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we I saw get... this for a dollar at the pawn shop, I would definitely <laughs> buy it. Oh, dollar DVD? I'd get it every day of the week.
0: <laughs> Maybe not a $2 Blu-ray. I, 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 I remember
3: this poster. movie being stronger when I was
1: 13 than it is now. That's yeah, I didn't really shock a fair me. assessment. Oh. didn't shock me. My
0: God. Bad <laughs> jokes. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Round and third and head and Oh, those are like so, five, uh, another one. Our,
3: uh, our last movie of the night is Congo 1995, starring a Laura Linney, Dylan Walsh, Ernie Hudson, Tim Curry, Grant Helsley, Joe Don Baker, Mary Ellen Trainer, and uh, directed, I'm not sure if you've written, uh, Frank, Marshall, Frank Marshall, and from the book, Michael Crichton. Who you may know from a little movie called Jurassic Park. Or a little TV show called West, ER. I mean,
2: Westworld. Er. He wrote Westworld.
3: Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. Think. Yep. He also wrote Romeo and Juliet. I mean, the
0: the sh- <laughs> new show, not the original movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell was in this, too. I didn't hear you say that name.
2: Yeah, well, and James Karen. Do you want to say James that he was Caron. in it? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Bruce Campbell was in this? Yeah. So I officially said it there. Yeah. Somebody said, do you want to say it? Nobody did. So
0: <laughs> going to finish Gonna finish. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) I chose Congo. So this movie came out um, hot on the heels of Jurassic Park, right? So Jurassic Park came out, and they were like,
1: we got to cash in another Michael Crichton movie. They thought they had the next Jurassic Park. Oh, they absolutely did. Do you remember the marketing campaign? When there's like
3: like Taco Bell cups and stuff?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a Taco Bell watch up there from Congo.
2: Do you think they rushed it? (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> now listen, fans, I'm just going to tell you, or listeners, not fans, listeners, right off the top of the bat here, I'm going to tell you, I love this movie, but uh, this is not a great movie, Yeah, and it has little to nothing to do with the book that Michael
1: Crichton wrote. Yeah. Never,
2: so, i never read the book. Which
1: Michael Crichton wanted to do this himself for years, didn't he? But uh, he insisted that the gorillas the amy character had to be a real gorilla Mm. insisted on it because he said they always look fake no matter what and he insisted and there's there is no trained sign language apes hired out for movies it doesn't exist i don't believe you Of gorillas no it does not exist you got enough money There really aren't that many gorillas uh,
0: trained in sign language
1: because, well, they're so big people can't use them for – they're not animals that you can use for work for very long because they're so strong.
2: Go ahead and tell that to Amy. Fake news.
1: <laughs> you, so, uh, you ugly monkey. <laughs> <laughs> if you could Amy. see him mock signing while he said that to me, folks, you'd be laughing I'm just hard. But moment. anyway, so the, they, no, they ended up not doing it. And then when they picked this up, you'll note that they went ahead and didn't do what he said all along was that it needed to be a real a real gorilla. And in my opinion. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have made it without a real one.
0: So, yeah, this was a huge push. Um, the studio was rated, you know, they would have greenlit anything after Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God, Jurassic Park changed Shoot. everything when it came out. I, feel, then...
3: like, I feel like we keep leading to Paramount, too, because I feel like like Paramount did Orca. Uh, I'm wondering how many times, like, like they had the opportunity to do Jaws, and they're like, nah. And then they're like, oh, we need the next Jaws. And Universal released Jurassic Park. I'm wondering, maybe uh, Paramount had a crack at it, and they're like, "Oh, we need the next Jurassic Park." Congo.
0: Yeah. So I just want to say that off the bat, I'm going to gush on this movie a lot and talk about how much I love it. But I understand that this movie was a a bastard child for many people.
3: Um, So first time watches or.
0: So I saw this in the theater when it came out because I was a huge mark for Jurassic Park. Huge mark for Jurassic Park. It rhymes. (laughs) It rhymes. Uh, Jurassic Park was 92, I believe. Yeah. 93. I think. Three. Yes, early 93. Yeah.
2: 72.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So when this came out, they're like from the director of Jurassic Park and they showed like all this crazy action in the trailer. And I was like, Sign me up, dog. I was 11. No, this came out in 94, right? 95. This came out in 95. And so... 72. So I'm 13, and I'm like, sign me up, dog. I'm definitely going to go see this. And uh, yeah, so I love it.
3: I, I don't really know Frank Marshall as director, but I'm like, at this point, he's produced a lot of big movies. So, I mean, that alone, it's his big directorial debut. I saw this in the theater, and I loved it. Loved it. Not so much now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, did he do Arachnophobia?
3: Uh, He was definitely, maybe, yeah, he maybe directed that too. That's the only that thing too. I can... Sure, love Arachnophobia. Yeah. Lo- still love Arachnophobia. Congo, that love is gone. <laughs> Boy, boo.
1: I had seen it once before when uh, shortly after it came out. I saw it. I remember it was VHS that I watched it on. And oh, wait, it. wait, was
3: there like a was there an action figure, a cartoon line, or something from this dude? Oh,
1: I'm sure there was. Oh,
0: I've got a couple action figures upstairs. Yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah. Is that what there's, I sleep there, next There's, to the, you guy, there's the guy that bought some. <laughs> uh, I'll also point, So
0: I, would heard about it. They said there yeah, was one. <laughs> I've got one loose ape figure,
2: and I, uh, right. I have. She uh, has a name. Question: Amy, do you make it talk when nobody's around? Yes.
0: Uh, no, I, I don't have Amy. Woman, ugly. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have the Laura Lenny character on the card. Thanks to listener in the show, Jason McCullough gave that to me as a gift. Nice. shout out to my homie Jason. Uh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so there was a there was a figure line. Um. Oh, Vinny, you didn't finish. No,
1: I uh, just seen it on VHS. Uh, I had seen it on video Jim. and. Uh, Nah dog I It wasn't for you back then. I'm like seventeen years old at this point. Like nah. No, nah, I was over it. I didn't care for it. Didn't care for it.
2: I've kind of lived a lie with this movie. <laughs> um when this came out, I was pumped because yeah. I also I was in the same boat as you, yeah. same age, love Jurassic Park. I haven't got the book uh, and tried to read it. I little much for me at that age, but <laughs> Yes, give it a shot. Um, and I remember taping the movie off like pay-per-view once it was available there and stuff. And I loved it back then. And I think that I let over the years other people's opinions were too, too much fun for it. And the more I'd hear them say some of the things that are in this movie, I'd be like, yeah, man. Woo. I hadn't watched this since back then. It's still not a good movie. But there was so much nostalgia for me watching <laughs> that. I was like, all right, I'm going to soften up on this. Like, I'm not going to say that I did a 180 on the fact that I think it's a, a great movie. <laughs> right. But it was way more entertaining, and I remembered most of the, the entire thing. I realized by the time it was over, I was like, damn, I did watch this a lot back then. So actually, I actually had fun revisiting it. Oh, good. It's still got some goofy ass shit in it. But... <laughs>
4: oh, <yeah>. All right.
0: <laughs> so Laura Lenny works for this large corporation, and they're. Um, trying to connect this satellite to space, right? I don't remember why. Does anybody remember why? Uh,
2: no, I just think... Communications. Communications. Yeah, 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 Power. It's so, also like the name of my neighbor. AT- he would never pronounce his son's name fully, Travis. Yeah. He'd always... Trava, this is Travacom. Travacom. There you go. <laughs> they are, all work for AT&T.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, and one thing is that they are looking for these these large diamonds to yes. to power this satellite technology
1: because practical is what you're thinking <laughs> when you're building something like this giant diamond is what we need to power.
0: You know, what's funny though, we laugh about giant diamonds in the Congo powering our satellite technology. Every phone in your pocket, every smartphone has this rare, um, what's, what's the up here? Alloy? Has, yeah. It has this rare alloy that you can only find in like, I think it is the Congo. Very nice, very nice. That you can only find in the in the Congo or, or some remote part of Africa, and it's like terrible exploitation of the workers to get it. So Congo was ahead of its time, looking for rare gems in Africa to power or
3: forever, uh, forever.
0: to power uh, communication devices. So we start the film we get in on a, a satellite phone, uh, uh, even a video chat. This
2: is going to be like me trying to explain an Italian movie.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, and is. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually getting comfortable <laughs> to watch him so, get goodness. through this with a straight face. <laughs> and so Bruce Campbell is there. Bruce Campbell is the son of the owner of the corporation. And then uh, as they're chatting with him, you see some like rustling in the bushes, and uh, the, the video goes dead. And they can't get a hold of him. And you think that maybe something foul has happened. And so Laura Linney is mounting up to go see her fiance, which is, again, Bruce Campbell, the son of the owner of the company. And he says, yeah, you got to go. The the owner says, you got to go get those diamonds. And she's like, "Uh, I'm going to get your son to make sure he's safe. He's like, yeah, my son's cool. But the diamonds (laughs) is what you know,
1: playing it low key. Subtle for the audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is, um, that dad is also the dad from Joe Dirt. It's Brandy's dad. Joe
2: Don Baker. Yeah. yeah.
0: That loses his leg.
2: A little rough around the edges, but a great actor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so she goes, uh, she's trying to go to the Congo. She hooks up with this guy that has Amy, the sign language gorilla, Amy, pretty monkey, right? Woman. <laughs> yeah. Cause
2: he wants, uh, funding for the trip to get the, his little friend back, back to Africa. Trying to get Amy home. And, uh, Go figure! The university is not interested in funding that, so yeah. he finds other means.
0: Yep. Uh, and isn't his idea like Amy's going to go back and teach the other gorilla sign language? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Take take what she's learned with him and put it out into.
1: Yep. Would she have gotten to keep her Nintendo talking Nintendo Power Glove that he gave
2: her, and she left for good?
0: So that's the catch. They they link up with Arnie Hudson. Uh, who knows how to bribe all the right people in in this African country, and they they try to fly in. Their plane gets shot down, but alas, they're in the right place that they're looking for.
2: They got there from the funding of The Philanthropist, played by Tim Curry. Yes. With the most natural, normal name (laughs) a film has ever had.
0: Tim Curry with his uh, fake Dutch accent? Yeah, it's like Herkimer Homoka
2: or something like that is his name. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you see Tim Curry, and you're like, yes, it's Tim Curry. He's the best. I can't wait to hear his beautiful, thick, rich accent. And then he does this totally yeah, fake. you're like, Oh <laughs> Yes, I'm very well pleased with the monkey. What was he, Borat? <laughs> what it's very similar. It wasn't so far no, off. This,
3: this was a prequel to Borat. That's his father. And uh,
0: yeah, so he, he helps pay to get them there. And uh, that's the setup. That's why we're in the jungle.
1: Yay!
3: So notes. it comes off
1: as believable as it sounds. <laughs> I uh,
3: I, I don't know. I, I own this on VHS. I probably watched this. I don't know how many times. Just watching it for this, I was like, uh... <laughs> it's still like it has its moments where it's still fun and stuff, but it was just. Watching it now, you can tell how hard they were trying to really do like the next Jurassic Park. And just nothing
2: stuck. Here's the thing. It's this simple. Amy and her voice. That is the entire problem with this movie that everyone can't get over. And it's tough, to. Once you see Amy and that Amy voice from the sign language, it's tough to, to dig... Your, your nails into the adventure we're going on because that is so goofy. I think
1: you should have just done subtitles.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if you just had done sign language with Amy, I think people would remember this movie very differently. I think that, would, that's I,
1: a good I, point. I think, I think because if would,
2: the rest of it's pretty well done and, and thrilling, and they go all over the place. Have they used a voice like Steve I Jobs?
3: Have. Like, <laughs> I'm Amy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean Stephen Hawking? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
3: Look. Apes,
1: white billionaires—they all <laughs> look alike. So I just pictured. <laughs> Go ahead. What I think the problem with this movie is, is that. Do you picture Amy in a black turtleneck? Picture <laughs> Steve, Steve Jobs.
2: Jobs trying to talk to Amy. <laughs> Sorry.
1: In the weeds, <laughs> where you will find us. I think what the problem with this movie is, is that for a movie that so heavily relies. On special effects, Uh, they have terrible ape suits. (laughs) Amy is better than I remembered it looking, but it still looks very fake.
4: Yeah.
1: Um and the the monster apes at the end are they just they don't don't look real at all to
2: me. They look like
1: costuming,
2: you know what I mean? Bother me because of how bizarre they're supposed to be. They're guarding this place in a They've been
1: bred right. that way for a long time, so blah, blah blah blah. But I just even. don't. I don't. I, I. think it looks like it's got a very, to me, Ninja Turtle. Would you say? Would you say it was too? To don't it. you say anything bad about Ninja Turtle?
0: Would you say it was too sci-fi <laughs> for you?
1: Maybe that's it. <laughs> I think that's where it, that's where a big part of it is. Is you can't fail on the front of your movie about apes. And the apes don't look that good. That that's a hard thing to overcome. Because that's part of Jurassic Park's success well, was the special effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was the special effects. That's what set it apart. It was groundbreaking. And that I to me that's where Congo completely fails to deliver. This movie has <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, he walked in, you guys just now, in a judge's robe and a powdered wig like,
2: well, listen, when he started to listen, sense. listen to him inhale before he begins to This movie has...
0: <laughs> to be fair, this, <laughs> this movie has... Uh, African armed conflict. This movie has lasers. This movie has lava. This movie has hippos. This movie has. So does Austin Powers. <laughs> scene, you know the 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 college, you know academia and funding. This movie has technology. I don't know what this movie's missing for you guys.
2: Uh, <laughs> it just it all it just goes back to Amy talking every time, even at yeah. the big scene where she is defending and trying to help them at the end. You ugly monkey. Back, yeah, I'm just like. Oh Jesus! Like just when I'll start to c- climb back on the rock, and I'm like, you know what? This is all right. I, this is good. I'm enjoying it. And then that'll happen. I'm like, if, uh, oh. it was actually
1: filmed in location a lot, surprisingly. Like, really? Yeah, is I it, I it looked, looked it up because I because I sometimes sometimes this movie I think suffers from a problem of being from the era it's at is. Some some types of film and lighting makes things look very cheap in the nineteen nineties if it's sure. not done right. And this one felt very much like people who were wearing things that a costume designer picked out, and you know what I mean. It just felt too groomed to me.
0: The set looked like that. That
2: adventure express ride at King's Island. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when the ground's coming up. That's that's the other part that's a little rough.
3: Yeah. If they remade this today, do you think the voice of Amy would be Cardi B? <laughs> oh, man. That is a movie I
2: don't want to think about. Nope. <laughs> nope.
3: Um, okay. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I purr like a cat. There's nothing like a country. bunch of dudes <laughs> are already all, almost 40 sitting around. Doing a Cardi B impressions.
2: Cardi Cardi B is Joe this Pesci. If is, this right? is why people are tuning in. This is listen. We're not doing impressions. This is just us kind of talking different. <laughs>
0: um, I do love when you know he's trying to get Amy back to Africa and Amy
1: and come back. <laughs> they're like
0: they're like you got to look for funding. You know you got to get this or that. And he says, "I'm not a pound of sugar. I'm a primatologist." It's a great line.
2: You good T-shirt.
0: <laughs> uh, but come on, guys. When he gives Amy the martini to help her go to sleep on the flight, or help her chill out on the flight
2: again, those rough moments <laughs> usually go back to Amy. Because I'm telling you, the crew they've got, kind of like the archetypes between them, and the journey that they go on once they're off and headed there, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, think you're, I think you're. In in think you're be, right. Yeah,
1: I think I would be. Yeah, I think I. think you're right. I think you're onto something I think I would. Be more on board with it and wouldn't focus so much on how fake Amy looks if they weren't drawing attention to yeah. it by making it with the Nintendo Power Glow sign language.
2: <laughs> yeah, if she... Backpack. And you put subtitles up to where yeah. the trainer is... And you yes. see their conversations. I think that would have drastically improved this movie. I think, I, I think that's you're what on to something. Because, honestly, uh, the, the,
1: the, I believe it's an act, a woman who portrayed Amy... I think I could be wrong. Either way, really a decent ape suit actor.
4: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I I don't I bet you I would pay less attention to how fake Amy looks if I wasn't being constantly reminded how outlandish it is by the sign language device that talks. Because I
2: like all the adventure. Yeah. Like I think that's pretty well. Man, done. like
0: when they're in the the airplane and they're using the flare guns to shoot the heat seeking missiles, like that's a really cool scene. Yeah,
2: there's a lot Sorry. of weird stuff.
0: <laughs> um. How scary are the hippos, though?
2: Dude, hippos—hippos hippos are legit. Ass. Like
0: uh, hippos kill more people a year than lions.
3: Oh yeah, they, hippos are terrifying. Yeah. That's why I'm still waiting for Jerry Bruckheimer's "Hungry Hungry Hippos."
1: <laughs> they is hungry. No, they're ter- they're terrifying because as big as they are, they're fast in the water. Yeah, yeah. And the jaw pressure just—and everybody's like—they got like four teeth. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but their jaws slam shut, like like. We're have you, seen, have you seen those Trump. scenes you know that how
2: like many marbles they can eat? At one time, they're also the weight of like a bus. Yeah, pretty sure they like to hump
0: too. Were they like at zoos? <laughs> <laughs> Wilson just got real turned on. <laughs> Meow. but like at zoos, they'll just throw watermelons to them. And oh, they'll yeah. just crush them in their mouth, or they'll throw pumpkins and they'll just yeah. crush them in their mouth.
2: I want that job. <laughs> Eddie
0: who just throws whole fruit at the hippos Is that all uh, is that, what, is that what Gallagher does now? I just picture
3: a professor with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth just throwing fruit to <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um The Perimeter defense, the like the laser perimeter fence that they set up when they're camping. And that's when you first get like your real glimpse of these crazy apes that are guarding this is it City of Zinch?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, these lasers lighten them up. But then ultimately, we find out that uh, the owner of the tech company is not interested in getting his son back. He just wants the diamonds.
2: And Hamolka, same. He (laughs) he ain't there to help nobody. His ass wants the diamonds, too.
0: And he's just trying to grab those diamonds, and the the apes are not having it with Hamulka. And Laura Lenny's character is not having it with the tech company owner. She says, remember when? I told you, if I thought yeah. you were sitting me here for anything but your son, she puts a diamond in that laser and shoots that satellite right out of the <laughs> sky.
2: And Amy's not having it with the with them that is protecting the place, either. There's yeah. a whole lot of conflict happening at once. Here. <laughs> this,
0: is a, this is a complex <laughs> yeah, we film. we got
2: lasers flying at the primitive animals guarding this, and we've got an intersection. When they're
0: lasering those everyone. evil I gorillas, thought, that's it, amazing. I
2: it's thought this badass. movie
3: was definitely pitched in the 80s, like with a lot of cocaine, they're like, lasers. Yeah, Can you caves, picture anybody listening congo, to this right now who's
1: never seen it <laughs> and hearing this explanation be like Let's be honest,
2: no, they're I... still around they're enjoying this part <laughs> okay.
3: we have hippos tim curry the jungle lasers <laughs> and the diamonds
2: and a bruce campbell carcass <laughs> yeah which by the way i think it was on leonard moulton's podcast somebody mentioned congo to him i think leonard did but he goes oh yeah no i think uh i don't even think i made it out of the credits of that one and then he goes Lucked out there.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, in 1985, if you'd have pitched half of this film to Canon Films, oh. you'd have got...
3: Oh, you would 300,
2: a trilogy. They, million gonna, they would have been upset that you weren't getting nutty enough. Yeah. They would have added more lasers. <laughs> you, you would have, have got
3: Con- Congo 1,
2: 2, and 3 with Chuck Norris and Michael <laughs> Dudikoff. You would have got Congo
0: 2, Electric Boogaloo.
2: <laughs> I would like to see... Congo Two Civil War, where all of the ones are fighting each other. Back at the same Amy stage. and the Good Apes yes. are
1: fighting the Ugly Monkey. Amy yeah. has taught the, the Apes
3: her ways of sign language and Christianity.
2: Yeah, and she's like just standing. She's like, hold, charge. <laughs> and then there's lasers, and and then the Good Monkeys celebrate with martinis yes. at the end. They play the Ewok music. <laughs> Congo Two <II>, Civil War. <laughs>
0: coming soon. Uh, And then, of course, as we touch on the lava. Is this
1: another one we owe our listeners now? Oh, we forgot this movie (laughs) happened now. We never mentioned
3: that the
2: volcano's ready to rub anymore. animal. (laughs) Conveniently, shit (laughs) is popping off with the volcano.
0: Yeah, the volcano goes, there's lava, so like, the evil...
2: (laughs) (laughs) As if the lasers
1: and evil apes weren't enough, folks. (laughs) And then, (laughs) when you're running out, when you're running
2: out and the ground splits (laughs) right in between them with (laughs) lava... Uh, I noticed in the background there, there are convenient shapes of earth that are going back and forth that look like a rollercoaster <laughs> ride. Oh, man.
0: It's King's Island Joke Friends. Uh, so Yeah, so now I think we owe our listeners the Shockma Remake.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shockma
0: yeah. Origins with yeah. Wee Man, not Hornswoggle.
1: Yeah, We Man, you want the job, it's yours, baby. First
0: choice, and, and I feel like he
3: has a part in Congo 2 as well. Yeah, Congo Two we, Civil War. We could
0: find a great spot for him. We could make him the the main dude
3: if it goes well. Can I ask could I have, times, have Congo how many, Three? How many
2: times have you seen Congo? Problem Child?
3: How many times have you seen Congo? Oh man, I'd say shy of a dozen. How many times have you seen the new Planet of the Apes? You have films?
2: seen
1: it a dozen times <laughs> since I've known you. <laughs> you <lying laughs> liar! So you've seen this a
3: dozen times, but won't watch the new Planet of the Apes films once?
0: I saw the. That that first one, with James Franco,
3: loves Congo, <laughs> <and> ha- hates. <laughs> of them.
0: I like high art. How can you blame me? <laughs> oh my
3: god! Was there not enough lasers and sign language in uh, the remake?
2: Definitely not. <laughs> I'd like to meet Laura Lenny sometime and ask her if it was really contentious in between takes with her and with Amy. Amy. Like, with was, was Amy they? really that jealous? Was <laughs> Amy acting, or is she really?
0: Ugly woman. <laughs> Ugly woman. <laughs>
2: Uh, when Amy had the martini, I really did do the sex in the city thing for getting Sarah Marshall. Oh, look at me. I'm Miranda. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're about that time. I
0: think we've hit it. I think we've hit it. So, uh, listeners of the show, if you like bonkers, if you like, you know, your troll twos and you like your sh- ghoulies Four, you gotta watch Congo.
2: I will say this, I think is the first episode <laughs> we've ever recorded where I will not, Openly recommend a single movie in this podcast <laughs> to everyone. There's usually at least one movie that we cover where I say, "No matter who watched this, these might be all a little bit uh, acquired tastes or deeper." Oh yeah, cuts. oh yeah. That's all right though. The first cuts Ape the April Fools.
1: April
3: Fools. Ape. April Fools. We're not monkeying around. <laughs> Just Todd.
0: <laughs> all right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for. Uh, Getting through another silly April 1st with us, and signing off for the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your
2: hosts, Grizzly Gorilla Abner. <laughs> and I'm Professor Embarrassed Wagstaff.
1: <laughs> Venomous Vinny here. Hot toddy.
2: Stay scary.
1: Amy, hungry. <laughs> <laughs>